This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by... It's gaming convention season in Florida, so get ready for a Category 5 event. Huracan 2019 will make landfall between Thursday, September 26th and Sunday, September 29th in Kissimmee at the Days Inn by Wyndham. Hosted by the Historical Miniatures Gaming Society South Chapter, the convention features the best historical wargaming action in the state, and this year's focus is on Mava Rasha. Non-historical wargames are represented too, along with a solid role-playing game panel, with games from the Pathfinder and Starfinder Societies and the Lakeland Role-Playing Guild on tap. In addition to the gaming action, there will be a number of independent vendors selling rulebooks, miniatures, terrain, and supplies all weekend for all your hobby needs. Plus, don't forget Deuce's personal favorite, a high-energy flea market rummage sale Friday night that you don't want to miss. It will be four days of intense but very fun hobby gaming, so make your Huracan preparations now. For attendance registration, details, and a link to the hotel's reservation system, visit https colon slash slash tabletop dot events slash conventions slash Huracan dash 2019. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Retro Game Treasure. Retro Game Treasure is an amazing monthly subscription service. They send you custom tailored boxes straight to your door from the video games that you love. You go on there, you have a wish list, you have your console of choice. They'll send you games from an assortment of consoles like NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Game Gear, Game Boy Color, Xbox, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and many more. Now announcing... They are delivering straight to you Nintendo DS games and PSP games. What do the listeners of the Happy Hour get, Deuce? Put in Happy Hour in the promo box and you'll get $2 off your order. Remember, with Retro Game Treasure, you get classic video games delivered every month. Go to RetroGameTreasure.com. Pick your consoles, set your preferences, and add to your wish list. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. Hello, internet. Yeah, we back in the fact. Don't know you had a long day, but let's inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yes, we're all clear. And it's Deuce on the loose. You know the tag team champion. We get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro ways, you know. Nintendo, Sega Genesis, so many systems, your dreamcast and reminisce. So pull back the curtain and hit the booth, cause it's the happy hour podcast with Johnny and Duke. Yeah. Hello Internets, my name is Johnny Womack. Of course, with me as always is my man Deuce. What's going on, brother? Hey, man, we are the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We're a weekly podcast, and every single episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce starts off with a good old Deuce salute. Yes, sir. 
A little weak on the Bud yeah, Lights this not week. Not as crisp as Not last as crisp week. as the Natty Lights were last week. That is for sure. The Bud Lights letting us down. Well, guys, we have a very special guest with us on tonight. I am very honored and excited to have him on. This guy is a journeyman of professional wrestling. You can see him all over the state of Florida wrestling. He's a phenomenal performer. One of the best heels in the game. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast, Chico Adams. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for having me. This is the future of sports entertainment. Chico Adams here. I actually 110% agree with that statement, sir. I have watched every single one of your matches at Thunder Championship Wrestling, which will be Saturday, September 7th at the Auburndale High School, and you can get your tickets now at the Auburndale High School. Floor seats are $15, general admissions $10, and it's $20 for the meet and greet with Gang Grell and Bubsy McGraw. Man, the match you had at the last show with Rabies was probably one of the best matches I've seen live. Live in a long, long time. And the thing is, you say that, and I, to me, you're a very intelligent man. I mean, you say that, you know, I'm a great athlete, and you can see me all over the state of Florida, which, by the way, Florida is only one of the many states that I compete for. But the fact that you say that that was one of the best matches you've seen, and my opponent, Ray B, that was his first match in over seven years. I mean, that was literally the first match he's had in that long of a time, and the fact that he was able to go in that ring and not miss a beat is very impressive. No, the, the match as a whole was impressive. I liked it because I'm a big fan of the hardcore style. It was the first hardcore match we had had at Thunder Championship Wrestling so far. And I'm really glad that you guys were the ones that kind of kicked that door open. And that match was phenomenal from from the kickoff uh, all the way um all the way through until the end uh, with the interference from uh, Brian Nobbs and uh, Hector Guerrero. Hector Guerrero. I yeah. mean, it was just an awesome, awesome match. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was actually the second time that Rabies and I have ever wrestled. The first match we had was back in April of 2012, main event for the Florida Heavyweight Championship. And that was less than a year in at that time. And uh, to see how far, you know, that I've come since that point. And of course, like I said, that was Rabies' first match over seven years. So, you know, it was definitely a huge improvement from the first time we wrestled. And, of course, like you said, you added the, the hardcore element to it. Believe it or not, that was the first table I've ever gone through, first and only so far. So you actually experienced, you witnessed history that night. Well, it, let me ask you this. Now that you've been through one, is that something you want to add to your your, your toolbox, if you will, your wrestling uh, a utility belt? Or is that like, you know what, I did it once, that's good, but I think I'm, I'm solid on not doing that again. I mean, of course, I'm, I'm gonna, the goal is to not go through a table if possible, you know. <laughs> um, but no, the thing is, I'm not really a hardcore kind of guy, you know, in terms of hardcore matches. I've had, a, you know, plenty of hardcore matches, you know, false cut anywhere, street fights, you name it. But it's definitely not my expertise. So, Rabies definitely has the, uh, the upper hand. And, uh, you know, that could be why he walked away with the victory that night. But, like I said, we wrestled twice before. The first time we did it, I was less than a year in. Last time we wrestled was a uh, yeah, street fight, hardcore match, and so uh, I think if we do it one more time, and you know, three is my number. I think next time I'll come out on top. Well, I think so. When you have the rubber match, you will definitely have to come out on top. And I'll tell you the thing that Chico is coming out on top on is your heel gimmick, man. You have got people eating out of the palm of your hands when you get in that ring. It's something to behold. Yeah, I mean. I don't know, you used a word, heel. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. It's not, it's not a character that, you know, when I'm 
occurred. That's me. That's, there's no character at play. That's me when I wake up until I go to sleep, you know, if and when I do sleep. There's no character about it. That's, that's Chico Adams through and through. Well, I'll tell you what's also Chico Adams through and through. Your merch game, sir, is on point. Whenever you have done your merch game at the intermissions, you have got a line of people to see you. People want to come and talk to you. They want to like meet the Chico Adams and get you know get your autograph, buy the sunglasses. Like you're working hard at that merch table. Or the first show, you were on the merch ring actually, um, but you were killing it. Thank you. Yeah, that's the name of the game. I mean. You know, we're all trying to make money, right? And you know, sort of get the name out there. And not only that, but I mean, who wouldn't want a pair of handy dandy, you know, one of a kind, limited edition, special edition Chico Adams hater blockers? And you get an 8 by 10 photo for just $5. You know, or both for $10. Five each or two for 10, you know? That's the kind of guy I am. I like to give deals. So, just to, uh, to kind of backtrack a little bit, you mentioned earlier about the, uh, the rubber match with Ray B. See, the thing is, Ray B actually beat me in both matches. Uh, what I was trying to say earlier was that the first match we had, I was, you know, very new to the wrestling business, and, you know, I thought maybe I wasn't quite ready to go toe-to-toe with someone on that level. And then this past time, I had no idea that Ray B's, of all people, could answer my challenge. I went out to that ring. I challenged either Brian Mabs or Hector Guerrero, or both. I was going to take them both on. And then Ray B's, after not seeing that man for over seven years after the challenge, quite frankly, I wasn't ready. So what I'm asking for is eventually, one day down the road, I would love to have a third match with Ray B's, and that would be the match that I come out on top, just like I should have last time. Well, let me ask you this. You get the third match. You get to book the match. You get to make the stipulation for the match. What kind of match are you taking? Like I said, you know, his style is more of the hardcore weapon tables. Uh, he's, he does a lot of crazy things, takes a lot of risks, and you know, usually in his case, it pays off. That's a tough question. I would probably have to say, believe it or not, I've never been in an Iron Man match before. Like it's something that's on my bucket list. I would not mind being in like a thirty-minute Iron Man match. You know, no weapons, no just you know, whoever gets the final, uh, whoever gets the most pins or submissions at the end of that thirty minutes, the winner. You know, there's no better way to decide. Well, and, and Johnny will agree with me here. He's a big fan of the Iron Man match. Yep. I mean, classic WrestleMania matches have yeah. been Iron Man matches. Yeah, Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart, an amazing match. Um, there's a few others as well that escape my mind. But Iron Man match, man, it really shows, you know, what you're made of, you know. And uh, but Chico Adams, man, he's always showing what he's made of every time he walks in that ring. Absolutely. Now, always, and forever. You know it. Absolutely. Uh, who, so, who are some uh, who are some folks out there that you uh, you I don't know that you kind of even though Chico Adams is his own man, his own person, he does his own thing. But who who do you kind of like? Hey, I like that. You know, they kind of influenced me a little bit. You know, who got you kind of really getting the Chico Adams you know ring style and whatnot? Uh, well, the first wrestler that really caught my attention was uh, of course Stone Cold Steve Austin, and you know he was the uh, you know, I remember watching it. Like I used to watch it on and off. You know, when I was you know very little. It wasn't until I was in the fourth grade that I started watching it consecutively. 
um, you know, he was the one that really helped put it on the map in the late 90s during the Attitude Era. So he was the first one to really catch my attention. And just like everyone, I always loved his attitude and just the, just the way he did his own thing. He didn't care, you know, he had his own attitude. Um, and then as I got a little bit older, I also liked, you know, The Rock, uh, Chris Jericho. Someone I admire that you don't really, um, you might not understand is uh, Mr. Kennedy, who later on became Mr. Anderson. Like, he's someone that I really admire because he did a lot of basic stuff, but he always uh, put his own personality and flair behind it. And so uh, he's someone who I, you know, like to model myself in certain ways in terms of in-ring work. And I don't do anything you know, super fancy in the ring. I do you know, a lot of basic stuff, but I put a lot of uh, my own spin on it, my own personality, my own, you know, crowd interaction behind it. So I would say my style is, is very much, um, you know, Mr. Kennedy, a little bit of Chris Jericho, uh, The Rock. I love The Rock when he was back in the corporation you know, with Vince McMahon. And that, to me, that was my favorite, favorite version of The Rock when he was just, you know, he was a, a, a charismatic bully. And I love that. That's kind of how I see myself. Well, I love that you actually brought up Mr. Kennedy because I actually have a frame signed photograph of him in my office. And when he went to TNA and became Mr. Anderson, I thought that was one of the best things TNA had going for a while. And you're right. Um, he took a character and made it his own. And I really, to be honest, I just think it was his personality turned up to 11. And I think he's probably that way in real life, you know, kind of an asshole, but he's kind of your asshole, if that makes sense. So he's like the guy you want to root for, even though he is kind of a dick. Um, But I I loved it. And you hit the nail on the head. And I see a lot of, now that you actually mentioned it, a lot of similarities in your style because you do moves that aren't like, I, I, I like to call it the flippy shit like the Young Bucks do. They do a lot of spots. They do all the flippy shit. That's not you. You do really solid wrestling, but you put your own flair on it, and I think it pops, if not more, than the big spots that, say, like a Young Bucks might do. Thank you. It's funny you say that. I'm going to tell just a real quick story. So uh, you mentioned that I wrestle for a lot of different companies, and one company I wrestle for is Atomic, uh, Atomic Revolutionary Wrestling. They changed the name at one point, but it's ARW. And I wrestled a guy by the name of Chuckles. Uh, Chuckles the Clown. And so uh, this past December, so December 2018, went out to the ring and we had a This Is Awesome chant. And the thing is, is that it was one of the few matches on the card that didn't feature, you know, a dive or a super kick or any, you know, crazy aerial moves or anything. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, but the thing is, is that we went out there, we both have, you know, strong uh, personalities. We love to interact with the crowd, and we did a lot of basic stuff, but we just did a lot of, you know, crowd interaction, and we just kept them on their toes and, and made them entertain the whole time. And again, we had a This Is Awesome chant. I was telling them after the match, I was like, you know, it's crazy that you have two guys that don't do the stereotypical things that you would expect to see in, in an indie match, and yet we were able to have that chant. And to me, it's like if you can get them emotionally invested while, you know, not necessarily, uh, you know, putting your body too much of a risk, that's, that's the name of the game. But again, not there's anything wrong with doing, you know, dives or super kicks or anything, but I always try to find ways to stand out and, and find my niche and, you know, get the crowd emotionally invested while not doing things that they might typically think they're going to see. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And you got to point to Hulk Hogan. You know, he was kind of the same guy. I mean, he he had so much emotion and so much 
charisma when he went to the crowds and talked to them and and uh, you know he his uh, um, red and bl- uh, gold and all that stuff red and yellow uh, and so he would come in and you know he had you know. He was he was physically fit and he was in you know good shape and all that, but it, for him it was more of the experience than the actual wrestling quote unquote wrestling you know that he was doing. He he wanted to put on a show and uh, I would say the Miz is another person as well uh, in WWE. He's he's kind of he's always done you know his in ring style has always pr- you know been able to protect himself and everyone that he's working with and still make it an entertaining match as well as playing to the crowd. Exactly, absolutely. It's funny you mentioned Hulk Hogan. Uh, reminds me of an episode I used to watch, you know, Hogan Knows Best, the reality show, and his son at the time was talking about wanting to be a wrestler, and he mentioned to him that he should take acting classes. And he's like, oh, why is that? And he's like, well, give you an example. He's like, you can do one elbow drop with personality and charisma, and you can get just as good, if not better, of a reaction than someone who might have to do three elbow drops, who's now maybe, you know, causing more damage to their body or has to do more work. And you can get more of a reaction, get more mileage out of it by doing one with personality. And you know, I kind of, I always remembered that. I mean, that's it's true. So that's why I always try to find ways to, you know, like you said, preserve your body as much as possible. You only have one body. You can only hit fall so many times before something's got to give. So you know, to find ways to preserve your body, but also, like you said, get the crowd to have an experience and that emotional connection that they'll never forget. To keep bringing them back again and again. Yeah, well, you also got to look at it. You know, Ray Bees, for example, he said he's he's lost count over hundred plus tables. He's fallen through. You know, and that that takes a toll on your body. You know, I don't care how fit, how strong, how mentally, everything. It just uh, you know, your body's only going to hold out for so many so many uh, you know issues like that. So especially with concussions, that's a serious serious thing. You know, so. yeah, especially now more than ever. I mean, you know, for the longest time, but now of course in WWE, it, they take that very seriously and rightfully so. And you know the business is evolving, and to me, it's like you got to find ways to to stand out. Not to mention, there's there's so many people you know trying to make it, and so you got to find what you know. Like I said, find your niche. I always figured, like I don't know the exact odds of, of making it, are, but I imagine let's just say it's I don't know one in ten thousand. Just throw a number up there, and say you're in a gigantic building with all those other people. You got to find ways to stand out above everyone else, and that's hard to do. But it's at the same time, that's the difference maker. You know, I never wanted to be cookie cutter. I never wanted to, you know, be another face in the crowd. I wanted to be the face that drew the crowd. Well, I don't think you have to worry about that at all, brother, because you don't have a problem with that. When you walk into that ring and you walk in that room, you have control of that audience. I, I saw it the moment you first walked in the ring, because just to be 110% honest with you, I didn't know anything about your work, and I didn't know anything about you previous to watching your first match in Thunder Championship Wrestling. But as soon as you came out, I, I leaned over to my father and I said, watch this guy. I I, I just I see something. And then, you know, you, you cut your promo you did your match and I was like wow okay this guy has got it he's got he's got that it factor that that thing you can't really put your finger on and you can't explain but you've just got it and you've got it in spades man and when you go out there you kill it from your in-ring performance to your promos to your character personality the whole enchilada you've got it thank you like I said you're a smart man but you're smarter than I thought you were <laughs> well, that might be the first time that's ever been said on the podcast, so I would like a sound drop of that. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully not the last. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You no, know- I appreciate that. You know, like I said, I've come a long way, and that's probably one of the biggest, most challenging things is just, like I said, to find a way to stand out because you can do, you can. 
you got that from this person, or you, you copied this person. It's like, so you, you know, sometimes you even come up with something that you might think is original or that hasn't been done before, and then you find out after the fact that a bunch of other people have done the same thing. So it's, it's tough to stand out. It's almost like, you know, Halloween night, trick or treating. You, you want a costume that no one else is going to have, and that's tough to do. No, and I think you do that in spades because, like, when I, I see you, you come out and you're you. And the thing I like is, like you said yourself, you're in a lot of different promotions. I've seen on your Facebook page, like, a lot of different promos and interviews from you for these different promotions. And every, <coughs> excuse me, every single promotion I see you in, it seems like you're the standout star and the standout act of that promotion. I like to think so. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, uh, I always say the cream rises to the top. Well, you keep running with this gimmick. I don't think you've got any problems. I know we're not allowed to say who you are fighting on uh, Saturday, September 7th, but let me ask you this. If you were the dream booker and you could pick any person on the roster to have a match with that night, who would it be? To be completely honest with you, I don't even know who I'm wrestling that night, so that makes two of us. Um, I have, honestly have no idea. Uh, it's news to me. You know, last time I, I showed up, not knowing who I was going to compete with. I didn't find out until I was in the ring and Ray B's answered the challenge. So I honestly don't know. Uh, looking back on who's on the roster, there's a couple of people that I've never been in the ring with before that I would love to wrestle. Um, one that really stands out to me is Sean Maluda, who is, uh, you know, he's another recipient of the Wild Samoan Training Center. Another, you know, he's trained it before. He's made a name for himself, uh, not just in WXW, but also in, WWE, uh, you know, he's been on 205 Live, the Cruiserweight Classic, he's wrestled for Evolve recently, and me personally, as a performer, I want to go in that ring and face the very best, because I know that, you know, we can, I don't like kill it, but I think we can learn a lot from him, and we can push each other, and give the fans one hell of a night, I'll never forget, so, if I had to pick anyone, the first person that comes to mind, at Thunder Championship Wrestling would be Sean Lewis. Well, I've got to say, if you go and see Thunder Championship Wrestling live and in person, you are going to have one hell of a night, and that's a guarantee from the happy hour Johnny and Deuce. Yeah, we're both going to be there. We're both going to be there. Yep. I've been at every show so far with my dad. We're actually going to have a whole posse with us. We're going to bring out all the happy hour hooligans. Yep. Uh, we are going to fill the, the rafters of that place yep. with as many of our fans as is humanly possible because I've been preaching it on every soapbox I can get on that this is the best thing going and it's so good to finally have a local promotion here in Polk County yeah, oh yeah. and it's just it's top notch from the top to the bottom from the curtain jerker to the main event every single match is top notch I agree and like you said you know where else can you see a match of that many quality stars when you look at who's on the roster you have you know Cahagas who's a you know NWA Triple Crown Champion, you know, former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, one of the most prestigious, if not the most prestigious title in professional wrestling history. You have Michael Tarver, former WWE superstar, member of the Nexus. I'm sure you guys remembered watching that on Monday Night Raw when they, him and the seven others came out and attacked John Cena. I mean, that was, I remember watching that as a fan at the time, my jaw dropped. And then here he is, years later, he's competing for Thunder Championship Wrestling. You also have the Dirty Blondes. You also have a lot of upcoming stars. You have Janai, who was added recently. You have uh, Ju Jeans, who is doing, you know, making some noise with uh, Ring of Honor. So, like you said, you, know, you have some of the most talented, 
you can't. And like I want to mention one of the names that you just brought out, Michael Tarver. My goodness, I was so impressed with him because I'm not going to lie, the first night he came out for the very first show, I didn't put two and two together that he was in the Nexus. And then I went home and I did my homework. And then he came back out again for the second show. That guy's a monster. Like, <laughs> that guy is amazing in the oh, ring. Yeah. And he's got one of the best <laughs> managers going. And Chico, do you happen to remember the name of his manager by chance? Uh, Dante Brown. Dante Brown. That guy is money. Oh, yeah. Like, when Dante Brown and him both come out, like, you know it's going to be a good time. And it's going to be a fun match. Um, And like I said, just this roster that they have built with Thunder Championship Wrestling, top to bottom, male, female, everybody is just phenomenal talent because you've got some of the best female wrestlers I've seen in a while. Deuce and I, you know, uh, just so you know, we we've been we literally been watching wrestling since we were in diapers. Uh, I've known Deuce for 21 years, so we went to high school together and college and all that. So him and I, like we we you know we're preaching the the word the gospel of professional wrestling. So uh, and and it, the cool thing is for those that watch it on TV, that's cool. I mean, TV's fine, but we're seeing some seeing this action live and in ring is you can't beat that. I mean, this and also. For $10, I mean, dude, for entertainment, you can't even go see a movie for that nowadays. So, I mean, just the entertainment value you get for your money at Thunder Championship Wrestling, and then the energy and the crowd and all that. Going to see wrestling live, we're huge proponents of that. No, huge proponents. And actually, to add to that, part of the people I'm I'm trying to bring in my posse is my sister. She has never been to a professional wrestling event, but I told her, I said... Even if you're not a wrestling fan, A, you need to do it once in your life so you can experience it. And two, I said, you need to do this with our father because our father is is an older gentleman. But he acts like a little kid when he goes and sees wrestling. And I said, you have to see that with your own eyes at least one time. And it's such a good feeling. And it's such a family-friendly event. And it's just such a good time. And if you've got friends that maybe kind of like wrestling but are not really into it, bring them out to a live event. Because you see one at live event and you're hooked. Yep. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, to me, in my mind, there is no such thing as going to Thunder Championship Wrestling time and trying once because like you said you go once and you want to keep coming back over and over again that's one thing that professional wrestling does better than any other form of entertainment and it's funny you mentioned the movie like last night I went to go see Hobbs and Shaw which you know, I love by the way um, and you mentioned the fact that for cheaper than the price of a movie the biggest difference is at no time during that entire movie was anyone able to reach over and give a high five to Jason Statham or Dwayne Johnson whereas the difference is is that on September 7th you can high five people who wrestle alongside the Rock such as
Oh yeah, one hundred percent. You know, I was as we were talking, I was wondering, you're, you are you you've mainly been a like a singles competitor. Have you ever done any tag team stuff in the past? Oh no, I've done I've done a lot of tag stuff. I mean, I've held tag team championships with uh, quite a you know a couple of guys. One of them was um, you know miraculous Rex Backus, who sadly he passed away uh, this past January after a, a battle with cancer. But him and I have held uh, tag team championships at Riot Championship Wrestling and also Full Throttle Championship Wrestling as well. I've also held the Riot Tag Team Championships with uh, Tim Zabisco, son of Larry Zabisco, uh, some years back. But I've also teamed with guys such as JD Amazing, CJ O'Doyle, Brayden Knight. I've yeah, been in quite a few tag matches. So what, do you have any sort of different mental prep uh, preparedness you have to do when you're tagging as opposed to being a singles competitor? I've actually had the pleasure of seeing um, seeing them probably like four or five times in Florida, either in Tampa or uh, Clearwater, uh, Orlando, different places. Uh, they're definitely. I agree with you 100. Uh, percent They definitely have this dynamic, this um, this connection, um, and they 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 just they look out for each other, and they're really you know they're they have a really close tight knit friendship, and uh, it just you know you can see it when they're in the ring, and uh, they're I mean there's a big they're big boys too. I mean they they can they can put a hurt on you. Down. Oh yeah. yeah. And who else is going to be there uh, is uh, actually one of my favorite ring announcers, uh, Mr. Dave Penzer. Absolutely. You know, he's one of the best around, no doubt. 
Yeah, he was. Uh, for those who don't know, he was he he was uh, during the whole Monday Night Wars. I mean, he was in the WCW. He was he was you know uh, bumping elbows with all the greats. It was. I mean, he's he's if he's a guy you'd want to have around a, a fireside chat and chat. I mean, that dude's probably got some stories as well. But he's he's awesome. He's very professional. He's you know he works well with performers and. Everything. I think what Johnny's trying to do politely is this is our third plea to get him on the show, <laughs> and he's just trying to to do it in a very polite way or say. Hey, please, David Penzer, come on the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce because uh, we really want to have you on air and hear some of your stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's very Speaking of uh, you know, professional, I saw that Gangrel has been added to the event on September 7th, and that's it. That's a huge name to be bringing in. And when you talk about professional, when you talk about a class act, first person to come to mind is, is Gangrel. You know, I've had the pleasure of you know, being in the ring with him on multiple occasions, sharing locker rooms with him. You know, he's a true professional inside the ring and out. And just to see his entrance and, you know, this one thing that fans always talk about is how he's had one of the best entrances in all of professional wrestling history. And, uh, you know, you can possibly experience that on September 7th. But, yeah, he was, uh, I saw online that he was at the Performance Center uh, less than a week ago. And that's, you know, someone that, someone whose brain I love to pick. And just the fact that he's been added to the event is just a huge plus. You know, it's already a big show, but that's going to be making it even more explosive than it was before. If you've never experienced uh, Gangrel wrestling live, this is your chance. So you definitely don't want to miss it. I 110% agree with that. Like, he was in the brood with Edge and Christian. He was one of the, the greatest – well, he was a really great wrestler in the Attitude Era. Oh, yeah. Um, He's very memorable. Very memorable. He's got an amazing interest. Yep. I mean, really, uh, I remember a lot of episodes of Sunday Night Heat with him oh, yeah. and, and Jack. And, you know, he was one of the guys that when he showed up, you always kind of stopped and took notice right. and watched because you knew you were in for something big. Yeah, it, it was an experience. You know, when you when he, he puts the whole... I mean, he's just putting on a whole show for you, you know, like a mini show for you. you just he's walking down the the ramp. Right. Exactly. Probably one of the most memorable matches I've ever had was um, WrestleMania weekend. It was 2017. I had a match with him at uh, Atomic Wrestling, and I remember like I came out to the ring first, and um, it was actually pretty dark in there. It was at the Guild Nightclub in uh, downtown Orlando, and I remember uh, it was pretty dark in there, and his music hit. He came out, and of course he spit the blood. It was like, I remember just being a child, watching him, seeing, being so enamored by him. And then to see him you know, make his entrance and knowing that, hey, I'm about to step in the ring with this guy. And uh, he's tough. I mean, he's like a pit bull in that ring. You know, he, some of the best matches I've ever had were against him. And, you know, he can push you, you know, like inside the ring and out, but he's a great mind. And I was very happy to see him, you know, get added to the show. But, yeah, just great human being overall great trainer he, he has his own wrestling school called Gangrel's Wrestling Asylum in Daniel Beach Florida down south of Florida and if you live down in that area if you ever want to be a professional wrestler I can't think of anyone better to train you than Gangrel well he's also the trainer of the amazing Ana Diaz who I believe is also going to be at the show on September 7th and man, she she's phenomenal. That girl can wrestle her tail off. I mean, no wonder she is the Gangrel Wrestling Asylum Women's Champion. I mean, she kills it. No, she's absolutely. She's only been doing this, you know, just for a couple of years. But you know, she's a quick learner, and she has a great attitude. She has a good head on her shoulders, and she's definitely on the right track. And you know, Gangrel is someone that you want to have in your corner. 
corner. Like I said, I can't think of a better trainer. You know, again, Grell trained uh, Rusev, the WWE, and he's trained a lot of people. He even helped train uh, Jacob Fatu, who is the current MLW heavyweight champion. So, like I said, you know, he's someone you want to have. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you this as a question, Chico, and I can answer the question myself too, and Johnny probably can a little bit. If Thunder Championship Wrestling was going to add anything to their product that they're doing right now, what would you like to see them add? Um, I think, honestly, like I would love to see them maybe tour around other aspects of Florida just to see. I think they're, they're in a great spot with Auburndale, um, but I think once they started catching more and more of a buzz, to see how, they, how well they do in other markets and even other states, possibly. I would love to see them just travel around and you know, I think also, I think it has the, the potential and the talent and everything going for it to get a hopefully a good TV deal. Even if local TV starting out and see how that goes and go from there. Well, I know there's a lot of TV stations over in Tampa. I'm thinking of like WTTA 38 that shows a lot of repeats. Um, also, more 32 mm-hmm. that shows a bunch of repeats. Yep. Like, I think that there are channels in Tampa that they might be able to get a halfway decent time slot on. So, no, I agree with that. The only thing I don't agree with is, and this is me just being Polk County, born and raised, I don't want to see him leave Polk County <laughs> because I... Well, no, I, 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 I think uh, Polk County can be like their home base and then, you know, kind of like branch out and see how well they do in other other avenues, other markets. You know, yeah. but eventually, with it growing as much as it, as it is, I can see it growing even more. Um, you know, I have Auburndale be like a home base and then, you know, travel around every so often just to see, you know, how well it does in other markets. But not, not to say it would ever leave. I, mean, I understand what you're saying. I wouldn't yeah. want to see it leave either. Well, I'm hoping to see them try other markets. Like, I want to see them try the Winter Haven market. I, I think that that would be a good market for them. I think Lakeland would be a very good market for them. Also, like the Lake Wales Frostproof area, I think would be a good market uh, just because not a lot of live entertainment goes out that direction. Um, so I definitely think even staying in Polk County that they've got a lot of different venues and a lot mm-hmm. of different places they can say. Uh, to answer the question myself, the two things I do kind of want to see Thunder Championship Wrestling do, I'd like to see more uh, six-man or six-person tag matches. I'd love to see that because I'm a big fan of the six-person tag format. I also want to see a Thundership, Thunder Championship Wrestling heavyweight title or like a main title because uh, I would love to see that because you've got such amazing talent and I think the chase for that title could be something really great and they could build a lot of really good stories around it absolutely those are definitely two really good suggestions and uh, you mentioned Lake Wales I actually do have uh, some family my immediate family is in Massachusetts but I actually have an aunt and uncle and cousins that live in the Lake Wales area so I would be all for that absolutely I would love to see them come to Lake Wales or Winter Haven or you know somewhere in that area like you said, there's not a whole lot going on. It's probably one of the biggest claims that I've heard my family say is that there's nothing to do. But I think uh, professional wrestling in, in Winter Haven, Lake Wales area would be, be phenomenal. Absolutely. Well, I think that'd be great. And also, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Chico Adams be the first Thunder Championship Wrestling uh, World Heavyweight Champion. I, I would be a big proponent of that, sir. Oh, uh, well, thank you. I wouldn't mind seeing that either. You never know, as fate would have it, that they could end up being a, poss- a very strong possibility. Uh, I would love to, to add another title to my ever-growing resume. 
Uh, that, that's exactly what I was going to say. You took you took the words right out of my brain there, sir. I thought that Chico Adams, the inaugural Thunder Chip Thunder Championship Wrestling champion, has a very nice ring to it. Yeah, you know it's funny. I think it, if I'm like building it, building up this match in my brain, I'm thinking uh, Chico Adams, Shamaluda ladder match for the title like i think that that's where my brain's going right now really? yeah i think that'd be really fun oh see my my brain was going sean maluda chico adams ray bees michael tarver steel cage match oh jeez for the title okay, that's even more yeah <laughs> yeah it's actually i mean i'll stop there you can add plenty other guys that as well i'm sure everyone will be cutting to become the first ever champion Sure. Well, that could almost be like a Money in the Bank ladder match. You could have like six guys and yeah. have the title hanging up from the rafters yeah. and have to grab it from the ladder. I think that that's, uh, you know, um, I, I truthfully think that that, that could be a, a – that that's going to put butts in the seats. Oh, yeah. You know what sure. I mean? That's going to sell tickets because a match like that, in my opinion, I mean – you you almost for the first title match you want to do something like that because yep. if you don't do that you almost have to do a title tournament where right. the whole night is right. a tournament right. to crown that champion uh but if you didn't want to go that route i think the you know six eight man ladder match with it hanging from the rafters brilliant idea yeah yeah i i think uh maybe the owner and the booker actually listened to our show so they might be yeah. taking notes right now <laughs> oh man this episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by the One Stop Guild Shop. Man, if you're looking for a good time, you want to check out the One Stop Guild Shop. You can check them out at onestopguildshop.com, facebook.com forward slash onestopguildshop, and Instagram at onestopguildshopflorida. Ask yourself, what is One Stop Guild Shop? I'll tell you what it is. It's a pop-up D&D experience, and all you need is you. They provide everything you need. They get the characters. They've got the scenario. It's a hit it and quit it. It's a one night, all time fun D&D experience. You can check them out. You can book them for private parties and events. Just hit, hit them up on social media. You got a favorite shop, a bar, or just an awesome venue in general? Why don't you let them know? And then they could pop up there and you could have a great time. Check them out at One Stop Guild Shop. Oh, uh, yeah. So. For me personally, like this will be my first time coming to uh, Thunder Championship Wrestling, and I have just heard the buzz. And that's the thing is the word of mouth that you get, especially with indie promotions, is so huge. It, you reaching out to other people through social media, through texting, through emails, uh, obviously through podcasts. You know, people are going to hear this, and it's all that you know. Spreading the news to other people is such the biggest thing, uh, especially in live entertainment. Um, and uh, I. Deuce has been telling me the last two times, like, man, you got to go, you got it. So I'm, I'm like moving things around. I'm, I'm going to be there uh, September seventh. It's going to be awesome, uh, and going to see it live. I mean, like I said earlier, we're big proponents of live wrestling. Um, seeing it there, there's that energy, there's that intimate feel. You're, you're so close to the ring. You can hear everything going on, uh, and it's also really different for, um, you know, for the. Uh, for the entertainers as well. So I wanted to ask you, uh, we talked to Ray Bees last time and, and uh, about the growth of social media. How, how is that affecting you today? Well, social media is definitely a huge part of it. And it's only continuing, you know, to grow from here. Uh, I have, you know, most of the platforms in social media. I have, you know, of course, Facebook, I have Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and it's definitely a big part of this promoting, advertising, 
Yeah, and it's also a cool way for fans to connect too, because you're gonna think back in the '80s and '90s. I mean, you know, you you unless you happen to bump into them or see them, and you're, you know, going to your car. I mean, you, you didn't really have an opportunity to really interact with with the uh, performers, you know. Absolutely, I think in some ways that kind of almost helped wrestling that you didn't have the ability to do that because I think sometimes some fans they almost get too close to certain people to the point where it kind of some people would say it might you know kill or you know the the mystique a little bit of that you know because uh, you know nowadays you can you can go on and tweet you know just about anybody and you know but at the same time back in the day it was like is that that you know mysterious factor to it that. You know, these guys are larger than lives, and people—they're on a whole different level. So, I mean, I see both sides of it, but at the same time, as business and as you know, life is evolving. That social media is definitely a huge element of it. You know, you look at WWE and how how much they use social media to you know promote their own shows, and like you said, you know, fans love to interact with their favorite wrestlers, catch up, see what they're doing, and so I, I see both sides of the coin. But it's definitely a, a, a major factor in this day and age, absolutely. Oh yeah, I, and to get to Deuce's question from earlier, uh, I think uh, if they just, if uh, Thunder Championship Wrestling starts to do, uh, even if they sort of do some sort of like live streaming of the events, just for now until they start getting a TV deal, uh, I know a couple guys uh, that would love to do some commentary as well. Like, you know, a little play by play by myself and a little color commentary by the Deuce. So if they if they need anybody, we we we've been uh, we've got our head full of knowledge and experience uh, watching. The product, please, please, please. I, I allegedly, we got to say that for our lawyers, <laughs> just so they get paid this week. The booker and the owner listen to the show. Please make this happen for one reason. I'm sick and tired of sitting next to Johnny at every wrestling event and have him call every single hold, every single move. <laughs> at least if I put a microphone in front of him and we can get our name out there, I feel like it's worth the pain of having to listen to him call every single move. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, it's true. I, when I was a kid, I, I told Ray this, uh, Ray V's this as well. I was like, when I was a kid, I had a uh, memo book, you know, one of those black and white ones, uh, and I would like, you know, write down the moves and you know, listen to the commentary and then take notes and have little drawings of the moves and and then we would tape trade back in the day because you know the internet didn't exist then. So I would get I would get some, my friend and I would tape trade and he would uh, get me stuff from Japan and Mexico and like they opened up a whole world you know learning the Japanese and the Mexican names and all that so yeah I, I, I like uh, I know a little bit about the play calling I also love how Johnny <laughs> acts like he just did this when he was a little kid and not that he wasn't doing the exact same thing during the all out pay per view for AEW yeah. that he wasn't like writing everything down yeah. and like making commentary the whole time about all the moves yeah yeah, that's a thing. I mean, I, I really love uh, good commentary. Uh, you know, you got to look back. You know, Jr. and uh, the King. I mean, they they had such an amazing. They were the voice of a generation. They were. I mean, really. I mean, think of some of the greatest matches and moments of the Attitude Era. Whose voice do you have attached to it? Yeah. Good old Jr. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and the King. Yep. To a certain degree, and then uh, you're better with the WCW announcers. Than yeah, I am. Mike Tenay was yeah. my—he was the godfather to me. Mike Tenay. Uh, I, I I learned so much from that guy. Uh, even at WCW, they had this whole—he uh, uh, did this tour of Mexico where he's learning about the history of Mexican wrestling, and it was called like Behind the Mask or something. And he he was he was so influential on in me as a kid. Like I just love that. You know, that's why I love Mauro Ranello and WWE. 
and you know he's doing the NXT stuff. He's just, he's also got the same like energy and knowledge base that I really appreciate. So yeah, if uh, Thunder Championship Wrestling is looking for anyone that uh, would love to uh, call some matches, Deuce and I would definitely love to do it. So, um, but yeah, so um, Chico, I have to ask you, do you? So we we've got the title. Well, we've got a hopefully a title coming up uh, in the future. Hopefully that'll be one of the things that's on the bucket list that Deuce was saying. Uh, do you think there will be a? Because right now there's probably how many performer female performers would you say there's probably there's only like three or four. I think that I would love to see them to answer Deuce's question again. I would love to see them expand it and have a female title as well. Because I there's the female wrestling compared to back in like the 70s and 80s, you know, they've changed the dynamic of that and and everyone's I don't know the way the the May Young Classic and all those yeah. things they really could have put a spotlight on. Um, on uh, female wrestling. Um, I also want to say, would you be opposed to doing um, mixed gender matches? Or have you done them before? I have uh, I have done them before. I've never done, to my knowledge, I can't think I've ever had a, a singles match against a female. Of course, I've done like mixed tag matches and, and you know, intergender tag matches before. And so, you know, I think if it's done right, you know, I think it's, it could be a good thing. It's just, I gotta be careful with how it's done in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but I definitely would love to see the other women's division expand and I think as, you know, Thunder Championship Wrestling continues to grow, I think you'll definitely a strong possibility and there's there's no better time for female wrestling than, than now. And like you mentioned Mayon Classic and also this past WrestleMania, first time in history that females main evented WrestleMania. It was a huge, you know, huge opportunity for them and and now there's no better time than now. No, and I agree because, to be honest with you, when it came to WrestleMania this year, it, to me it was very lackluster. But the only thing I truly gave a shit about was seeing the man, yep. and that is Becky oh, yeah. Lynch, who is the best thing going right now in professional wrestling, and seeing her win that title. That like that was that, like that's why I was there. That's why I what I wanted to see, and it was great. And uh, you're right. We do have a lot of great professional female wrestlers out. Also, you got to remember, we're right in the backyard of Shimmer. Mm-hmm. Shimmer's yep. based out of Tampa. So yep. it's not like we don't have a lot of great female talent that is really, really close by. I know ODB yeah. is down here all the time. I, I would uh, give yeah. a shout out to one of my favorite female wrestlers that uh, I've seen for a long time uh, and she's really within the last couple of years has really like made a name for herself Santana Garrett I love her to death she is an amazing in-ring performer she's great she's, she's got that hashtag uh, headband power like she's so just awesome uh, I really love her uh, I think she should be I, I'd love to see her at their Thunder Championship Wrestling because she's really great she's she's got that uh, training uh, she's been trained by all kinds of people but like she's got like this mixed uh, uh, grappling style and she loves doing like some of the Lucha Libre stuff as well so she's really talented in ring and if you folks that are listening haven't seen her go you can go see her live she she loves she's based in the Orlando area but she's been all over Florida she's she's fantastic so I definitely uh, if you guys are listening uh, Santana Garrett is amazing she she's fantastic I think I saw her at Shimmer or Shine as well Shine 50 I think uh, at the uh at the Orpheum in Tampa, and she she killed it. So uh, there's so many people out there that you know. That, I think that's what's so great about indie wrestling is you're getting to shine the light on people that you may not necessarily have seen, but now they're starting to make a name for themselves. You know, like do said about you, Chico. I mean, man, you're you're just blowing up. You know, and this, I mean, we're excited to see you guys live at September seventh. Right. 
Oh, you mentioned St. Helena Gale, and she was actually some of, I mentioned that I had been in some uh, mixed time ups before, and actually she was uh, my partner before a few times. So I, she's been my partner in mixed time matches, I've also wrestled against her in mixed time matches as well. And I couldn't agree more, she's definitely one of the best unsigned talent out there. And, um, well, I think it's a great thing about indie wrestling, and it's something that people don't understand, is future superstars are built in indie wrestling. Yep. The people that are in AEW, the people that are in WWE, they didn't just show up there and become who they are. They started in the indies, and it's such a great place to find new talent and to follow the journey. Like, I... I'm a huge Miz fan. I was a Miz fan back when he was on The Real World. So to see him kind of go, uh, I don't remember if he started in OVW or FCW, but to see him start there and then work his way up to the main roster, for me, that's a guy that like when I see him on TV, I have a, a really deep built-in relationship from him with him because I saw him on reality TV. I saw him work his way up through the you know, the, the minor leagues, if you will, to finally get it to the big leagues and to be a world champion and to be, you know, a, one of the guys that's always on the show, that's always getting screen time. Like, you can only build that kind of relationship by seeing these people start in the indies and see them work their way up. And I'm big on being with you on the come up. Like, yep. if you're not with me on the come up, I ain't down with you. So seeing these people start where they are and see them work their way to the top, it's amazing. No, I completely agree. He's definitely, you know, in my opinion, one of the best performers out there. You mentioned, you know, earlier, he, you know, very, he works a very safe style, but you know, basic stuff, but he does, you know, puts his own personality and spin on it, and he's been, you know, on top for as long as he has. He also does, you know, movies and may have been WrestleMania, so yeah, he's done it all, and he definitely had to, you know, fight Scratch and Claw to earn his spot, but yeah, he deserves all the respect in the world. And I think that's a great thing, at least, and we're talking about The Miz now, is just watch him do that come up and work and scratch and claw. And that's why I love watching the indies. Like, I like watching these guys that every night are going out there. They're putting their bodies on the line. They're giving you the best match you can, the most entertaining match you can, uh, because they want to make new fans. And like I said, Chico, watching your first two matches, you've got a fan in me. Um, and I love watching you wrestle, and I cannot wait to watch you wrestle Saturday, September 7th. And I don't care who the opponent is, because I'll tell you what, Chico Adams is leaving with the win, son. <laughs> yeah, and if you uh, want to catch my other matches as well, you can find me on social media. You can Facebook, I believe the link would be facebook.com slash Chico Adams. And all you can do, you can always send me a friend request, I'll guarantee they'll add you, but... Chico, thank you again for an amazing interview, an amazing time, and taking time out of your busy schedule. Uh, you are a journeyman of wrestling. You're wrestling all over. You can see him Saturday, September 7th at Auburndale High School Wrestling for Thunder Championship Wrestling. You can get your tickets at the Auburndale High School floor or ringside seats are $15. General admission is $10, and it's $20 for the meet and greet with Gangrel, Bubsy, 
Bugsy, excuse me, McGraw, uh, Rabies is going to be there. There's going to mm-hmm. be a ton of talent there. You don't want to miss it. Is there any place else besides what you told us on social media they can find you? Where can they find your merch? Anything else you want to plug, my man? You also go on YouTube. I have my own YouTube channel as well. Just type in Chico Adams. It's a 24-hour live You can check me out anytime you want. I also have some other pretty big events coming up as well. Uh, one promotion that I wrestle for a lot is WXW Wrestling, which is ran by Alpha of the Wild Owen, uh, also known as Pops. Uh, that show would be August 17th in Mineola. And, uh, you know, I always post my schedule, and I always, you know, post my upcoming matches on social media as well, so it's a good way to follow me. Um, but, yeah, September 7th, Thunder Championship Wrestling, I'm telling you, you don't want to miss it. It'll be the best money you've ever spent. You know, you'll see, you know, like I said, NWA, Triple Crown, Triple Crown Champion Cahagas will be in the house. You have Michael Tarver, former WWE superstar. Speaking of WWE, you have Dan Grell. There's no doubt in my mind he's a future WWE Hall of Famer. You mentioned, you know, Anna Diaz, uh, Janai, Jerry Blonde, myself, Mike Reed, Sean Maluda. You have, you know, Ray B. You never the thing with Thunder Championship Wrestling and just wrestling in general. You never know who it was going to happen. You don't know who's going to show up. Just like Ray B's last time, over seven years, absent, walked through the door, and first match in that long, and he went out there, and he didn't miss a step. He killed it. He tore the house down together, and, you know, can't wait to do it again, and looking forward to seeing everyone there. So thank you so much for having me. It was a true honor, and the honor was definitely all yours. <laughs> well, that is 110% true, and go see him, like I said, Saturday, September 7th, Thunder Championship Wrestling. Feel the thunder. And you can connect with us at HH Podcast Show on the Twitter machine. You can also hit us up at Show at gmail.com to send us your emails. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show and soundcloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast. And of course, when you're on the Twitter machine, there's not one, there's not two, but there are three hashtags. Hashtag happy hour podcast, hashtag HH Podcast Show, and hashtag deuces on the loose. Later. See ya.